Over 100 years ago, Albert Einstein changed the world with his general theory of relativity. The Genius 100 community has celebrated this staggering discovery by inviting the world's leading authorities in science, mathematics, space travel, and more to share their visions of the next century. I think for the first time in humanity's history, in 100 years, we will know exactly where the solar system fits in and the distribution of the galactic planetary census. That's where it starts, one step, each species at a time, and hopefully, We'll preserve our planet. Today, one of the contributors shares her thoughts on why we still need the humanities in a technologically advancing world. I don't believe that humanities can make you a decent person. Hitler was an ardent Wagner fan and had a lively interest in architecture. But literature, art, and music can focus and expand our sense of what humans can accomplish and create. Today on Genius 100, novelist, essayist, and critic Francine Prose. It would be dishonest not to begin by saying that when I imagine the future with hope, I'm imagining the distant future. I have less hope for the present and the near future. I'm an American citizen. Donald Trump is in the White House. Our nation is becoming increasingly enraged, divisive, and intolerant. Our people are being taught that kindness and compassion are signs of weakness, that racism is patriotism. But I continue to hope that in the distant future, certain problems will be solved, certain questions will be answered, or no longer asked. Among these problems are, of course, those of climate change, impending environmental disaster, the gross inequality of wealth and opportunity, poverty, education, healthcare, the global refugee crisis, the list goes on. One question that I hope will be settled forever is, why do we need the humanities? Why do we continue to teach these, quote, frivolous subjects when our students need to survive and function in a technological world? This spring, the State University of New York at Stony Brook announced a plan to reduce the college's 1.5 million budgetary deficit by eliminating several of the college's departments. Undergraduates will no longer be able to major in comparative literature, cinema, cultural studies, theater, arts, Three departments, European languages and literature, Hispanic languages, cultural studies, will be merged into one. This sort of threat is not entirely new and appears to be global. The University of Pittsburgh has cut its German classics and religious studies programs. In June 2015, the Japanese Minister of Education sent a letter to the presidents of the National Universities of Japan suggesting they close their graduate and undergraduate departments in the humanities and social sciences and focus on something more practical. The reasons for most of these closures we hear are economic rather than ideological. It's not that schools don't care about the humanities, they can't afford them. But if one looks at these institutions' priorities, one finds an ideology at work, however hidden. An ideology that awards disproportionately high salaries to college administrators. The decision to reduce education to a corporate consumer-driven model providing services to the student client is ideological too. SUNY Stony Brook is spending millions on a multi-year program entitled, quote, Far Beyond, that is intended to, quote, rebrand the college's image, a redesigned logo and website, new signs, banners, and flags throughout the campus. 
These are hard times. Students need jobs when they graduate. But a singular opportunity has been lost if they are denied the opportunity to study foreign languages, literature, philosophy, and art. Eloquent defenses of the humanities have appeared explaining why we need these subjects, what their loss would mean. Those of us who teach are aware of what these areas of learning provide. The ability to think critically and independently, to tolerate ambiguity, to see both sides of an issue, to look beneath the surface of what we are being told, to appreciate the ways in which language can help us understand more clearly, to live in and sustain a democracy. Studying the classics in philosophy teaches students where we come from, how our modes of reasoning have evolved. Learning foreign languages and other cultures enables students to understand how other societies resemble or differ from our own. Is it paranoid to wonder if these subjects are under attack because they enable students to think in ways that are more complex than the reductive simplifications so congenial to our current political and corporate discourse. I don't believe that humanities can make you a decent person. Hitler was an ardent Wagner fan and had a lively interest in architecture. But literature, art, and music can focus and expand our sense of what humans can accomplish and create. The humanities teach us about who have gone before us, a foreign language brings us closer to those with whom we share the planet. The humanities can touch those aspects of consciousness that we call intellect and heart, organs seemingly lacking among lawmakers whose views on healthcare and immigration suggest not only zero compassion, but no understanding of human experience with its crises and setbacks. Courses in the humanities are as formative and beneficial as the classes that will replace them. Instead of Shakespeare or French, there will be, perhaps already are, courses on how to trim corporate spending by cutting, quote, frills, like the courses that make students think. I teach a literature class at Bard College in the fall. I am teaching a class on literary responses to totalitarianism. We will read, among others, Primo Levi, Roberto Bolaño, Nuruddin Farah. We will study the victims and perpetrators of authoritarian regimes. I want my students to recognize the warning signs that signal a turn toward dictatorship, to be inspired by how others have resisted and survived, and to learn what the humanities can teach us. The beauty and power of individual consciousness, the individual voice, what it means and why, despite everything, we should be proud to be a human being. This is an exclusive podcast series brought to you by Genius 100 featuring thought leaders from around the globe, some of whom appear in the 3D printed book, Genius, 100 Visions of the Future. Go to Genius100Visions.com to learn how to become part of the G100 community.